All right, hello everyone. We've got Ryan Roberts today from Aurora University. If you are a business major and you're looking to intern abroad, this is a great interview. I'm actually pretty excited about this one because the program that Ryan interned with, or they found he found his internship with, they actually wrote an article about him, and Ryan made a video while he was over there, which I've embedded on the bottom of this, and I think they play really well together. Like, if you watch the video, you're going to want to listen to the podcast, and if you're going to listen to the podcast, you're going to want to watch the video. So it's pretty good. Um, Ryan, thank you very much for doing this. I'm going to turn it over to you. Less of me, more of you, I think. And yeah, he also gives great advice, uh, resources. It's, it's a great interview. So, all right. Thanks. The three biggest reasons only 10% of students study abroad. They're afraid of being homesick, they don't think it's safe, and the number one reason people don't study abroad is cost. We're here to dispel all that, find out exactly how that 10% crafted their study abroad journey, and how you can too. I'm Chris Carlton, and this is the Study Abroadcast. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Study Abroadcast. I am here with Ryan Roberts from Aurora University in Illinois, and Robin's going to talk to us a little bit about an eight-week abroad program that he did, I guess we'll call it. He can explain it a lot better than I can, but uh, without further ado, Ryan, thank you very much for being here, and welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Chris. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to you know speak with me today. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I'm happy you're here. So tell me about your decision to study abroad. What made you decide to go? And then kind of everything leading up to your departure. Why did you choose where you wanted to go for how long the program you picked all that prior to wheels up and you're over to Spain, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I've never been out of the country before. You know, I've always thought it'd be a great experience to go to and you know, you talk to a lot of adults who never had the opportunity to go do it, and they're all regretful of not doing it. So I started doing some research in the beginning of uh, 2018, found Global Experiences, and then I just thought Spain seemed like a beautiful place to go. It's warm, there's a beach, and I got to intern out there, so it just seemed right to me. Okay, awesome. And what was your what, – so, so you didn't take any classes at all? No, not a single class. Okay, and then when when did you like when were you there? Is it, is it during summer? Did you say or? Yes, I uh, I went there for eight weeks during the summer. I started uh, very first week of June and ended at the very last week of July. Okay, and so how did you get this internship and what and what was the internship? So through the program, you go through an interview process that um, allows global experiences to kind of find out who you are and what you're looking for in a career. And then they go out and basically prospect and recruit companies in whichever country you want to study abroad in. And they'll find the company, they'll interview them, and then they'll basically, they're like a third party and they, or like a middleman, and they kind of bring you two together, you interview with the company, and you decide if it's a great fit. And I ended up in, uh, working with Social Sign-In, but they have just um, rebranded. Now they're called Orlo. They're a social media marketing company. Uh huh. Um, so uh, I was with them for eight weeks, and I mean it was fantastic. So so good experience. Oh man, yeah, best experience of my life, honestly. And just being able to work with a a growing company, it's just, it's amazing because they are based out of the UK, and they had just moved to the Iberian market. So my boss was the only person there besides me. 
Right. Oh, awesome. So, so you kind of the right hand man and really hands on experience right away, huh? Oh yeah, very hands on. Get to okay. meet with some clients and nice. And how did how how did you find global experiences? Was that through your study abroad advisor, or how did you know to look them up as opposed to there are a lot of third party programs you can do. Why global experiences? Uh, a, a friend of mine, her name uh, Madison. She had already signed up for the program. And I, we, we went to elementary school together. We knew each other for years. And um, we'd always kind of kept in contact. Yeah. So she referred me and she said, like, hey, you, you get like 500 bucks off your off your uh, tuition if you use this program. I'm like, oh, 500 bucks? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's basically how I ended up picking them. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, I just, I didn't know that. And I'm on their website right now. It's pretty cool. I had never heard of them before. Well, maybe I have. I don't know. I'm on these sites all the time. But it looks like a pretty... <laughs> awesome website I'll, I'll link it up and so you, you said 500 bucks off your tuition meaning so you got credit for going right how many credits did you get uh, I got six credits uh, six academic credits you know it's for like a 40-hour work week internship yeah it's not that's not bad at all I, I no and then it, so it, it it's and they gave you is that like their their deal like they say $500 off your tuition no matter what you're doing and then that's if you refer a friend that's oh okay awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, there you yeah. go so we've got a okay so everyone listening <laughs> to the interview i'll put your contact information up here too and maybe we can get a little deal going yeah and get a little referral program friends going. with ryan quote unquote yeah and <laughs> so so on top of the on top so on top of the 500 dollars, were you able to apl- apply for any scholarships for this eight-week internship, or how did how did that work? Um, so I don't technically qualify for hardly any scholarships due to you know um, uh, there's a lot of factors going to being able to apply for scholarships. And I just don't meet those requirements. But um, coming from my parents, they make you know they they do okay, and they can't help me out much well because they both have lives and jobs and bills to pay. So they, you know they can't just pay for my program. So I found one scholarship that's actually on the Global Experiences website. It's $1,000. I applied for it, and I had an interview for it, and they decided that I was deserving of it, and they ended up giving that to me. So I took off, you know, $1,000, and then for about another six or $7,000, I took out a student loan to pay for it because it was kind of worth it. It is worth it to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, you know, I, I also tell people it's a huge it, – it's the biggest – focus I think of my website is the cost and that's the number one reason why people don't mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. and people spend you're all the, the argument on the other side is that we're already in so much student debt student debt's a huge deal and why tack on even more and these are the same people that are spending thousands of dollars on tutors and test prep and getting preparing for graduate school there's so many things you can spend on school and i think this is the single most it's the simplest way to stand out on a resume i I always tell people and i've said this again and again it makes poor students good and good students great and great Mm -hmm. students whatever is after that so awesome (laughs) yeah so couldn't agree more so yeah congratulations on the scholarship and thank you why was it the the internship that stuck out with you and then you decided on Barcelona or did you want to go to Barcelona first and you look for an internship in Barcelona? 
Um, I wanted the internship part first. That's what really honestly attracted me to Global Experiences is that they do internships. And if you, you can take classes as well, it costs a little bit more money, so you could do both. But I just wanted to focus on working. And um, that's something I decided when I was in high school that I want to try to do an internship every single semester mm-hmm. um, just to make myself appealing to a lot of different markets. And I wanted to do you know, some sales internships and marketing, uh, you know, some business development. I just want to do a little bit of everything that way that I can know what I'm passionate about, what I'm good at. So then I found GE, then Barcelona just appealed to me. Uh, Australia was my second pick, but Barcelona was a little bit cheaper than um, Australia. So I chose Barcelona and it's a great decision. Yeah. That's the, the classic question. The classic tear is <laughs> that people have is where to go. Um, yeah. I, okay. Well, I'm not going to get into that because we, I've got plenty of interviews on both ends and it's doesn't, you're not, are you not a sp- Spanish language major or were you trying to learn Spanish at all? And, uh, yeah, I'm not a major. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it's completely fine. It, um, yeah. How was it living? Did, did people in speak English in Barcelona for the most part? Is it, was it hard to get around at all? Or uh, yeah, most people don't speak English at all. Um, some oh. of them can can understand a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I took some Spanish in high school, and then I was using um, Duolingo, Duolingo and a lot of Google Translate while I was there. But um, what's more complicated about Barcelona is that they don't speak just regular Spanish; they speak Catalan which is another a whole other language. It sounds like Spanish, but it's, it's not at all. And so there's like a huge like civil war kind of thing going on over in Barcelona with Catalonia and um, just the uh, country of Spain. And Catalonia wants to like separate from Spain because of political um, unrest and such. But So they don't even want to speak Spanish because that's what Spain speaks. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just refuse to speak it and they want to speak Catalan instead. Wow. But. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm. Yeah. When I studied abroad, it was pre. Well, there were smartphones, but it wasn't like the speed, and it was you couldn't just like whip out out and and have mm-hmm. a conversation with someone. So, uh, yeah, that's okay. More power to you there, utilizing the technology to flourish in Barcelona, which I'm told is beautiful, and I've interviewed oh, a few people yeah. from there. So, uh, we'll get more into the fun parts of it later, but. Now you said that this was the fir- your first time out of the country. Mm-hmm. Did you have any fears or reservations before you left, if any? And if so, what were they? I had every fear, man. To be honest with you. It, I mean, I, I've I moved a thousand miles away from home to go to college, and that kind of already pushed me to want to kind of explore more because I'm by myself up here. But um, not going by myself to another country where a lot of other interns, I have no idea who they are in a place I've never been to with no family. I, I know nobody. I mean, it's just like, it's this really deep fear. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, honestly. But I know I, I didn't really feel it until my best friend dropped me off at the airport. And I realized that, oh, crap, I'm about to go to Spain for eight weeks. And there's no turning back. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> I, it was, it's crippling, honestly. <laughs> That's a yeah. That's a wow. That's a good way of describing it. But then now, fast forward to when you left, no fear at all, right? Completely no. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got there and I was I was I was pumped to be there. As soon as I landed, I mean, I landed there and I got in the cab, went to my apartment, and it was the the fear was gone. Yeah. 
Okay. And so you said you moved a thousand miles to go to school. Let me just out of curiosity, where are you from originally? I'm from Texas. From Texas. What like a what town in Texas? Uh, Pottsboro, Texas. Okay. So uh, that's no, no, no. where I graduated. Yeah. So okay. So like another kind of reoccurring topic that I've had with students is that colleges are in rural towns for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And and then. You're from, you know, where you're not from Houston, okay? And, no. and a lot of, but for the most part, when people study abroad, they're studying abroad in urban areas. So, in addition to the international experience that you're getting, I, I think something that's overlooked in studying abroad is the urban experience that you're getting and what it's like to live in a big city for the first time. Oh yes. So, so that's an, that's another. I guess feather in your cap when when studying abroad that people don't realize that they're getting into. I mean, I remember I, I studied abroad in Buenos Aires and it was a big deal for me to take the subway and the bus <laughs> to get around the city and it, mm-hmm. but that's that was the norm. So yes, and you've also got that going for you when in, like when you graduate and if you move to a, an urban area. So moving on, uh. Tell me about your living situation. How did you have any roommates? Uh, no classes, but tell me about your living situation. I guess maybe paint the picture of a day in the life during your eight weeks there. Okay. Um, so I had three other roommates. It was Doug, Juan, and Aaron. Um, Doug and Aaron are both from New York. Uh, one of them goes to school in New York. The other goes in Louisiana, and Juan goes out in California. I would get to work at ten a.m. And which was great because, you know, in the, in the States, you get to work at, eight, you know, 7.45, 8 a.m. <laughs> but um, I would get there about 10 a.m. and work till 6 o'clock in the afternoon, maybe 7, depending on the day. And then after that, I'd come back and then I'd meet up with my roommates and some other people in the program. We'd go out to some bars and um, go just explore the city and go to the beach. And we always did something at night. We always did something unless, you know, we were just broke at the time <laughs> well yeah it, but yeah that's that's more of it the european culture too it's like walking the streets at night mm-hmm. right mm, okay and yeah that's awesome we're sitting here and guys to give you some context it's 7 a.m central time is when we started so we were <laughs> but definitely both early risers here in the united states and it's just for people, I don't know if anyone listens that is, have graduated already and are working, but I just rolling into work at ten in the morning every day would be pretty nice. Oh yes. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And now, did you were you able to go anywhere outside of Barcelona during the eight weeks? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, we okay. actually uh, the program had a couple pre-planned trips. One of them was in Montserrat. It's a it's a mountain. It's about an hour or so north, and uh-huh. we got to go kind of hiking there for a little while, and then. We also went to Girona, and where else did we go? Those were two that they took physically took us, but then also we rented a car a couple times, and we stayed at some places, and um, we went down to a, a vineyard about an hour south. I think that was in Valencia, I believe. Um, I, c- I could be wrong. And then we went to uh, Lagostera, went there, and yeah, and then I went back to Montserrat one other time with a friend. We went hiking, and it's all like a mountain goat. It's pretty cool. But yeah, so we we had the freedom to go basically wherever we wanted. Um, I mean, they treated us like adults there. There was a couple of advisors that were. There's two of them that were there, but 
they were basically just there to make sure that we didn't like get kidnapped and stuff <laughs> yeah no, no no i know uh okay so wow so that it sounds like when you're describing everything that you did on top of 40 hours a week on top of everything it must have just gone by in a flash Man, you get right. no idea. I'm sure you have an idea. You've been abroad, you know, but yeah. I mean, it really goes by in the blink of an eye. It really does. Yeah. So, okay. Is, is there something like a story or anything funny or crazy that happened that sticks out that you want to share? That. Well, I mean, I, I could say crazy, but honestly, I probably my favorite trip that I went on there and the most epic, you know, kind of travel story that I have from going is like the very first weekend or maybe the second weekend. And it's honestly more of a peaceful kind of thing. But um, me and some uh, roommate upstairs, another guy, and about six other people from another apartment, we all went out to a, a place called St. Paul de Mar. It's about an hour north. Uh-huh. And this, I mean, we had just got there. I think it was that first weekend. And we sat on this beautiful beach, man. And then often in the distance, there was like this nice old, like all the buildings were just made out of white. It, it was just it was they were white. I don't. I can't. It's hard to explain. You have to see it in the picture, I guess. But um, it was just something that you would see in a movie, honestly. Sitting on the beach, watching the ocean just come and crash the way the small little waves on the beach, and looking off in the distance, seeing this beautiful city. I mean, it just it, it's the most breathtaking thing I ever saw. Wow. Okay. And you said it was like six of you. Yeah, there might have been a few more of us. Maybe there's like 10 of us, but um, I know we took two rental cars. I think there's four or five of us in the first car, and there's like five people in the other one. Ah, yeah. No, I just I love that feeling of spontaneity and adventure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, yeah, now you're, now you're bringing me back. <laughs> the backpacks and yes. kind of on the non-plan plan and what happens if we get lost and just classic study abroad oh, yeah. shenanigans. You want to get lost, okay. though. Yeah, no, I know. That's oh, yeah. that's where all the stories come that's from. That's the great part. <laughs> and um what do you what do you miss most from Barcelona? Well, I would say probably the culture and I guess just like the the history there. Um, you know, I in our apartment we had this window that looked out um out over I guess into the distance and uh La Sagrada Familia is this really beautiful church is still being built and it's, they started construction like 200 years ago and it should be done in 2026 is when it's planned to be done but it was uh, oh, built wow. by, by Gaudi and um I looked at it every single morning and seeing that view every single morning is something I miss and um you know walking to the to the metro getting on it going to work walking up this nice old town up to just go to my office I mean it was just just that daily life is what I really miss. It's just that that walk to work. Yeah, it's kind of weird to say I miss walking to work, but I I, I miss it. <laughs> no, I I understand ex- precisely what you're feeling. It's hard to put it into words, but it's just like the temperature and the sound and the morning and mm-hmm. yeah, the I smells of all the yeah. markets and the food markets. That's I, I miss that man. Like the the food there is amazing. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> has, 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 um, now, did living abroad, I don't want to say studying abroad because you didn't, even though you did get credit and you got an internship, which a lot of people are probably jealous of. <laughs> so they'll check out your service and get the $500 discount. But how did living abroad change your view of the world for the first time? 
not only it was your first time out of the country, but it was also first time living out of the country too. A lot of people, you know, oh, I've been to Mexico or I've been to Canada or we took a family trip to Europe, something like that. <laughs> but a lot of time, I most so that's what happens most of the time. But this was your first time out of the country, just first shot. And how did it change your view then? It, it made me realize how small the world really was. I mean, it, you think it's just this huge place where everyone's just so disconnected and no one knows anybody, no one knows any other culture really. And uh, you go there and there's, Barcelona's becoming a hub spot for entrepreneurs all over the world. I met people yeah. from Belgium, from Germany, from Italy, from France, from China, from the US. I mean, I, I've met like every single culture there and yeah. it made me just realize how easy it is to meet new people, one, and uh-huh. how we're all, I mean, in, you know, in general speaking terms, we're all the same. We all just want to go travel the world, it seems like. We all have this need, and we want to go see new things and explore and just, you know, experience new cultures. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, there's a, there's a philosopher called Alan Watts, and... I don't know if you watch South Park or there's any people that watch <laughs> South Park out there, but a lot of people, like, you know, they'll get into the, kind of a lesson or something that's like an aha moment in South Park with Stan mm-hmm. or Kyle, and a lot of that philosophy comes from this guy, Alan Watts, and one of the things he says is that if there's one true common thing over the world that it's the same everywhere is human beings like to get together and celebrate and like dance and drink mm-hmm. and and that's common everywhere so uh and that's what that's what we want to do mm-hmm. and it sounds like barcelona is obviously no different now getting into <clears throat> your nightly adventures what what were you drinking when you were out there when you were in barcelona is there anything were you sipping the spanish wine <laughs> or was it just like normal in the united states at that question, and then also, was there any food that stuck out in particular, not only in Barcelona, but any... any? Um, for the drinking, uh, I was I was hooked on the wine. I, I really was. I mean, never been a wine guy, never really been even a, a beer guy. I, I don't know if my taste was changed over the summer or what, but um, I, the wine there, I mean, it's, it's to die for, honestly, and um, they have so many different craft beers at all the different bars or, you know, you can bar hop for hours down there and you hit like 10 bars in like an hour if you really want to, <laughs> if you just, you know, go roll one drink, one drink. But, um, I would just, I try to try a different beer every time I went to somewhere different and cause there's so many different, different ones uh, that are made locally and that are international beers. But then you'd see like the really touristy Americans who they would still try to get Corona or, they would try to get like Dos Equis or, you know, just any like the normal, you know, American standard beers. I'm like, no, you got to try the, the stuff that's here that's in the culture. Um, and then food. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this is different. Um, yeah. I, I, and then on the food side, I, I would say the Mediterranean food, like the, the, the seafood. That's like, again, I've never been a big seafood guy, but. I tried like octopus legs, like not like calamari, but it was seriously a tentacle. I said legs, but it was like literally a tentacle with a suction cup still on it. And it was a really weird looking piece of food, but I mean, that thing was so good. And um, 
and just all the fish is just so fresh there. And yeah, you, just, you don't get that. You don't, you don't get that. Um, and then also what, so you had an octopus leg, which is crazy. And the fresh fish, <laughs> do you have any, um, recommendations as far as, uh, like apps or blah, you, you, you mentioned the language learning apps or the language translation apps before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's probably what you use. Do you have any book recommendations or anything that you checked on during your trip? Not only during your trip, but just something that you read in your life that you think would be a good read for people here. Oh, yes. Uh, there's two specifically. One that was uh, read while I was there in Spain. And, um, oh, excuse me. Sorry. My yeah. alarm's going off. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so I uh, start with Why by Simon Sinek. That was um, – do you, are you familiar with Simon Sinek? Yeah. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know the philosophy. Mm-hmm. So I uh, start with why I was, you know, one of the, there's a second book I've ever read. Uh, the first one was like a sales book I read in the spring, but, um, this one really changed my perspective on a lot of things and understanding why it's so important to know your own why, you know, me personally, I'm still discovering it on a daily basis, but, um, that really got the process started on that and it kind of reframed my, my mind. And the second one is also by Simon Sinek, which it sounds cliche, but it's called together is better. Um, that one's a, it's a little book. And it's infused with a scent. I believe it's with a, it's a scent called optimism. And so Simon Sinek has some engineers engi- literally engineer a scent, and they called it optimism. They put it through the book, and that one is it was really special to me because I like to do things on my own a lot of the times, and mm-hmm. it really makes me realize because you know a lot of us are individualist individualistic people, and it makes you understand why it's important to have a strong team around you and why you can't do everything on your own. Yeah. So those, those two books specifically start with why and together is better by Simon Sinek. So okay. it's a must read. Yeah. And he's a must. And yeah, well, I'll definitely link that. I'm glad you said that. I'll put his, he's got some pretty good Ted talks too and interviews. I'll put mm-hmm. his whole website in there. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, I like him a lot. And, um, yeah. And then finally, what would you, t- well, not finally, but, what would you tell a student who's on the bubble about studying abroad or thinking about it and worried about doing it? What what, what, what advice would you give to them? I would say if you can get a loan, if you can figure out how to pay for it, do it. It's despite the fear, despite the anxiety, despite the doubt, it has to be something where you just have to go do. You don't think, just do. I know that's kind of, it's a big decision. Do something with, you know, when I'm telling you not to think, but, a lot of people get stuck by fear. They they never get to progress their lives because they're just the fear just doesn't allow them to take the next step forward. And if you don't do that, then you uh, it's my belief that you don't really grow as a person. Right. And so it's more just take the risk, do it because you know if you don't take that take the advantage of this time that we have in our life right now as college students, once you graduate, you don't get the opportunity again because you have a full time job. You don't get to take eight weeks off to go to Barcelona or to Europe, or just anywhere. So that's, uh-huh. that's, you just have to do it. Yeah. And, yeah, basically, don't don't overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. You've exactly. got this opportunity to go and live in a different place. And, yeah, you're never going to get it again. Then after the job, no. you're going to have kids, and you're mm-hmm. not just going to be able to, like that story you told, just pick up and go. And that's, that's what it is, I guess, on a macro scale, is you're just picking up and going, and you don't really have any responsibilities yet so now is the time to do it 
And do you have a, do you have a favorite quote you want to share with any with everyone? Uh, yes, I do. Um, do you mind if I tell tell two? <laughs> no. Um, That's, I wanted you to. First, <laughs> uh, the first one was by Ted Mosby, which I'm not sure if anyone's watched How I Met Your Mother, but yes, I have. Uh, it, it's it's my favorite TV show, and it, he, he has a quote that says, "If you're not scared, then you're not taking a chance. And if you're not taking a chance, then what the hell are you doing?" Yeah. And that's like my tw- that's my Twitter bio, and it just it speaks to me, especially for studying abroad. I think it rings true here, especially because, you know, w- what are you doing if you're not scared? You're just you're not challenging yourself, and you know it's important to, to grow on a daily basis. Well said. Um, like, yeah, not only uh, that's a good mantra, like a good Twitter handle, but it also applies to what you just said about giving advice to students that are thinking about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what the hell are you doing if you're not going to do it? Exactly. And then the second one, um, I actually got tattooed on me. It's my it's oh. my life, life motto. <laughs> uh, it's every next level of your life will demand a different version of you. So same concept basically, but it's about understanding that you have to grow every single day some way. Because if you're not growing, then you're just you're, you're staying the same. If you're staying the same, you're getting worse. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's a, that, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, those are good. I like those. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah, that terrific. Anything else that you want to add? Um. Yeah, I would like to. You know, I like to add one other thing. You know, like some um some other. I, I don't want to infringe on like this is your podcast, but some other things some entrepreneurs may want to listen to at some point. You know, um, people who want to you know grow as you know business people is the Gary V Audio Experience and the MFCEO Project. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with their with their shows or not, but. Um, I, I say those those two really changed my life and the way I think on a daily basis as well. Um, they basically they challenge the status quo every day, and it, it it makes you realize that's you know it, it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur, but you can do it. And they kind of give you that that motivation and energy on a daily basis to go go kill the day. Yeah, uh, you got yeah Gary V's like he's better than a cup of coffee and like TV yes. <laughs> Just get up and fucking hustle your ass Dude, you, off. <laughs> yes. I love it, man. I love the energy. I love it's it. It's so fun. Yeah. So I, I follow other business podcasts too. And I think it's hilarious because – so guys, Gary Vaynerchuk, if you're not familiar with him, he's like a super successful just internet entrepreneur social media guy uh, that has a digital agency in New York. And if you listen, he, he guest spots on another podcast. And I think it's hilarious because if you like look at the lists of the people podcasts, it's like fine, fine, fine. And then there's Gary that comes up and you get one of those like red E for explicits next to his name. <laughs> yes. and it's like an, like an academic podcast. So I think it's hilarious. So we yes. might have to put an E in this one. I don't know how to, if I can do it, but it's kind of our uh, homage okay. to Gary, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's explicit, but I mean, they're being authentic, and that's what I love about it. And same thing with the MF CEO project. I mean, it has MF in the title, but it's they're authentic. They're authentically themselves. Yeah. And they don't, they, they're not, they're not feeding you bullshit, man. They're just, they're not. Right. And I, lo- I love it. They're giving, they give it to you straight every day. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely, yeah, you've got some. Thank you for the links that I, the more links, the better. Well, not the better, but the merrier, I should say. So I, I love all the, the content and um, direction you're giving. Just out of curiosity, too, so after you plan on graduating, do you know, you said 
you got to dip your toe into everywhere with that internship. Is there anything that stuck out, or do you know what you want to try to do after you graduate? Uh, I'm going to go into sales, probably somewhere in the technology field. And, um, you know, I, I'm kind of on a sales bandwagon because I think it's, you know, you went to Whitewater, you know Jimmy, you understand. Yeah. Um, it's Sales is a big thing, and I think it advances people's careers better than anything else in the world. Um, any kind of the career, it leads to more C-level seeds for people than anything else um so i'm planning on doing that and then gonna do that for a few years and eventually i want to go start a business and travel the world um but i haven't figured out that business yet so uh for now i'll just i'll do sales <laughs> right no it doesn't sound like a bad plan at all ryan that's yeah that's perfect and yeah and especially when you're young too now just coming out of school just you know learn it's the best way to learn and look at people that are at the top of a lot of companies too, and like the, most of them started in sales. So mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. All right, well, terrific. Uh, thank you very much for being here, guys. Give me an honest review of the show. Let me know how I'm doing on social media. As always, you can sign up on the website for new episodes. Ryan, thank you very much for being here. We'll keep in touch, and guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out all the really neat infographics on the rest of the posts as well as the interviews. There's a lot of good information. You should also download Studying Abroad 201. I really recommend it if you need kind of a fire lit under your ass for studying abroad and you need some motivation. It crafts my journey and exactly what I did. Also, we can email you new interviews or you can connect with us on social media. All right, thanks a lot.